Hello, 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 activators. An activator, by definition, is a substance used to induce or accelerate a reaction. You, my listeners, are the activators that are needed to shake things up in education and the realm of building and maintaining highly effective and successful teams in our schools. Welcome to the Squad Builder Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gerard Phillips, Sr., What's going on, everybody? We're back for another episode. I have a great guest with me today, and we're going a little different today. He's not a teacher. He's not a principal. However, a lot of things that he does can translate into education, some things that we can do to get this shit back to where it needs to be and for education to get back to being that noble profession that was highly regarded because I love what I'm doing and I think the guests that we have on today can bring some fire about elite performance and some other things. So without further ado, I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to let my mans, somebody I got to keep connecting with, Don Brightman, we not even that far from each other. I want him to just speak to who he is and what he does. Take the floor, my brother. Oh, man, my pleasure, dude. And thanks again for having me on your podcast, man. Like, my goodness, the good Dr. J himself, Dr. Gerard, baby, is the senior. The senior. So that means there's a junior round somewhere, and there's probably going to be a third waiting in the wings. Hopefully not. <laughs> I don't want to be a great granddad yet. <laughs> no, not, not yet. But, not yet, but what I do, I'm, I'm bringing the fire. Like, my kids, my kids going to know that. Oh man, it can always go to pop up, great pop up. Yeah, bring them over, bring them over. They're gonna be watching some games though when I'm in my chair. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Keep that in the family. Keep it going long and strong. But my goodness, but yeah, thank Got you for having me on your show, and it's great what you're doing now for especially educators in the education field. Because myself, even though I'm not a principal or in the administrative field or a teacher myself, or at least I guess a school teacher, actually, I guess they would qualify me as a paraprofessional because I actually have 15 years working in a public library system where we got folks covered from diaper to diaper, whether it's pampers to the pens, from the folks who just came out the womb all the way to the folks who got the silver streaks of wisdom and just need help with their digital technology and just need a place to bring their children and grandchildren and been doing that for 15 years since high school on top of getting an IT degree and then becoming a leadership trainer and executive coach is really helping folks to really have the confidence to get to their next level because myself, I'm basically a quiet kid that found his confidence and really just decided to take it to the next level by not just reading great books, but also at least doing at least one solid thing from each and every book I read. And I've read probably at least a good 600 books at this time that I can think of at the time I was recording because 2012 that year had a 600 books. Yeah. My man's, oh my God, like, whoo, like, I don't want to stop you in the middle of your ball, but I do got to ask you this one, have you found, because I'll be trying to tell people this, like, for a lot of people say, oh, I don't like to read, I'd rather watch this, I, I, I don't like to read, have you found that there are people that do a lot of interviews and shows and stuff, but they've never spoke the things that they've put in a book? 
<laughs> uh, that's actually so true nowadays, especially in the internet marketing space. There's a lot of folks who say they've done stuff, and that's another thing too about my bio. I'm an author of multiple books, and the thing is, the things I've put in my books, there are there are things that I truly believe and things that I've done already because this is the age of authenticity like folks they want the genuine leather they don't want the pleather jacket that's going to peel in two years they want something that's long lasting like they want that strong foundation and i don't want to be contributing to the fake and frauds out there who are saying they did this or they have all these veneers up that they want to put up in fake and fraud was like no nope, no nope, just just want to give it to them honest like hey want to keep it nice and synthesized for folks because hey we got a lot of folks out there who are really have low attention spans thanks to all the distractions that are available out there and being able to have that discipline to read at least 50 books a year like that definitely takes discipline and just having the fortitude to really set aside and make the time for it because at the end of the day if it's something that you want you're really going to make the time for it it's like folks who like to claim that a certain group of people like to be broke all the time or that they're struggling all the time. It's like, eh, not really, because it's like, hey, <laughs> if they see a nice pair of Nikes with that new darn iPhone, especially a few years ago when the iPhones were better back then, then they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to go on ahead and sign this 30-page contract so we can get this phone <laughs> or get these new pair of Jordans or something else and just waste this money. <laughs> Man, you speaking facts, bro. You you were speaking facts. <laughs> Hey, definitely, definitely indeed, man. So my goodness, man, congrats to you, man, like getting this show together and your mission with like really inspiring educators too, because that's really something that we need because in this age today, like with the way children are, thanks to us now coming out of pandemic three years from 2020 at the time of this recording, like there's a whole lot of stuff that's starting to come to the light. And it's like, wow, like there ain't no real book on this it's like crap i guess we gotta survive <laughs> man i'm telling you it's survival and i like how you talk spoke to authenticity and that's why I like with uh with my shows like i ain't trying to go two hours like i'm trying to i'm trying to get i'm trying to give people what they need and also just bringing on guests that can speak to some grassroots stuff because what i'm finding out is a lot of people um, you know, in the education space, other spaces, they've done some good work, but they delegate so much and they're not like nitty gritty in the work. And I get that with leadership, you got to delegate, but there are some times that folks got to see, oh, he won't mind if he got to go in the classroom for two hours because a teacher is sick. He don't mind going in the classroom. Oh, there ain't no cafeteria aides. He and they're running the cafeteria for all five grades. Bombs like they that's authenticity. They gotta see that. And people gravitate towards leaders that they see ain't scared to get their hands dirty. Hey, Amen to that. You're so right about that. Heck, even I think it was not sure if it was the beginning of this school year, or the year before, I believe. Some there's actually an article out where the principal actually decided to get certified with the cdl so she could drive some of the school buses because of some of the bus workers going on strike and not want to drive the buses so yeah man like people exactly love true leaders like that man 
Exactly. I got I got a question for you because I know um, you've done some work around the five keys for elite performance. Um, you want to speak a little bit to that because we need um, we need a lot of elite performance and education to get kids to the next level and lead and leaders in our um, realm in order to get teachers to the next level and even get the families we serve their mindset thinking to the next level uh, good deal indeed so when it comes to elite performance elite performance at least the way i like to define elite performance is giving excellent customer service no matter what company you work for even if it's your own because at the end of the day life is truly customer service if not customer love because there's going to be times where you may be at the bottom of a totem pole, but you may one day become principal of your school or even get in them at an administrative level. Heck, even like one person that I worked for in the past, she was actually a janitor at a library and she eventually got a master's degree and eventually became manager of a library, managing the staff at a branch with at least 50 staff members. So like this life that we live, it's short and long it's short because it could end in an instant but it's also long because we have to be careful of how we treat people because you may meet them on your way back down if you get high enough on your high horse even if the horse is on some wonderful mary jane which is not so wonderful <laughs> for our youth out there so my goodness like when it comes to lead performance giving and delivering excellent customer service at whatever organization you're a part of and it involves five separate keys the first key is mental awareness being aware of your mind because with those in the education field i'm probably preaching to the choir thoughts eventually become things in which you think about you eventually bring about there's sometimes where it's like you focused on being a teacher or a professor and then you've worked so hard and get that education then you finally get to teach students to find out either one of two things it's like oh these kids, uh, I wasn't prepared for these kids, or it's like, oh, I love the kids, but the administration may not be what I thought they were, because some folks leave organizations because of people, that's the thing, people don't really leave organizations, they just leave other people, and just being aware of your mindset, being aware true. of having that mindset and ready to think about the positive and think about ways to really navigate and compartmentalize certain things because not every day is going to be a nice smooth paved road there's going to be a bunch of potholes in there where you have to sometimes have to dodge some of them for your car will get wrecked <laughs> man that's the truth that's the truth i like that mental awareness yes indeed yes indeed heck in second one for you and this will be a nice little acronym when it's all said and done since folks love their wonderful acronyms <laughs> oh you, you hey you talking to an educator so boy don't i know and they change from district to district and state to state boy do i know that <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed yes indeed and when they change you got to think about it. it's like oh sometimes it may be a change of influence because the second key for elite performance is influence awareness influence mm. awareness because if you're an educator you're an influencer because you have a wonderful gift in front of you and you also have a gift to give as well being an educator teaching children because they're basically sponges and they may act like they're hard to get to but if you are that role model in front of them especially if you get to some of the children who may 
in a way think that they're bad or folks have been saying they're bad kids if you can get through to those kids especially and help them to realize hey I, this, this teacher actually really likes me they've been actually giving me attention and just helping me to think in a different way then that'll be a positive influence for someone else and it's really all about that true care of yourself being aware of what you put in front of your eyes what you hear what you speak it's really about your whole environment so making sure that what you read what you watch what you see what you listen to is stuff that's really going to be for your benefit as opposed to your detriment so we got the mental awareness we got influence awareness the next one is time awareness time awareness and the reason why this is time awareness as opposed to time management is because you can't really manage time. Time flies when you're having fun and time flies when you don't want it to fly. <laughs> and we all have the same 168 hours in a week. And there are certain times where you may have a lesson plan, but you may have to adjust as you go along. Or like even with the pandemic where it's like, oh, wow, I can't do my usual in-person tricks. I have to adjust. And timing may be a whole different ball game. And it's really all about being aware of where your attention is going. So where are you directing your attention? Kind of like with being able to read 600 books over a 10-year span. That didn't happen overnight. That happened from focus and really just setting aside the time to make it happen and making sure my attention goes to where I want it to go and where I want it to go and what I want to do and where what I want to be. And you have to really do that for yourself where you have to realize, all right, where is my attention going to go today and where should I direct it? Because that's really where you're going to have your real high level of success is if you can find a way to truly manage your attention and focus on what you want to truly do, you'll eventually advance to that level that you want to have and achieve and which best you want to become. Man, that I'm speechless because that's I want to say if you if you was to talk to so many educators, let's say if you grabbed a hundred educators, I'm I I promise you probably at least ninety five of them will talk about time more than anything. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's it cool. because it's a tough job. <laughs> it is, it is, and then like. I know with me, I'm even thinking about like I know in my last in my last uh, assignment as principal in my last district, um, we try to make it so that IEP meetings were done during uh, during the recess time, and we would and teammates would try to cover each other to keep an extra set of eyes, and it avoided using the teachers' planning periods for that. So trying to trying to work that in my current in my in my current school, but. When I got there, I found out our recess time was only twenty minutes, so I gotta, oh, I gotta figure out how to change that. Kids need a kids need a minimum of a full thirty. Like, uh, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm robbing the scholars. So that that that's one of the things on deck. And then if I can reshuffle reshuffle them IAP meetings and then some extra coverage, I can make sure um, make sure I'm, I'm I'm protecting that time. But I ain't wanna I I just wanna jump in there with that time comment. But you got the floor, Dom. Hey, it's all good. And I don't want to talk over you too, because you're the you're the host, man. I want to be one of those guests who just be bulldozing, like talking for like forty freaking minutes. I want to be one of those folks, because <laughs> hey, it's your platform. Respect your platform, man. And 
The next thing, we got two more keys. So we got the mental awareness, being aware of your mind, the influence awareness, being aware of your environment and how it influences you and how you're influencing others. And then, of course, the time awareness, being aware of how much time you have and realizing that your time is truly your life's bank account, depending on what you pay attention to. But also connection awareness, being aware of who you're connecting to. One question you can ask yourself, especially if you decide to network and really advance and amplify your career, is if your metaphorical inner Wi-Fi system is open to powerful connections. Because one of the ma major things folks need to keep in mind is that leaders are born at conferences. And that's one thing I never really considered years ago, something that never really popped up to me because like going to school, I was like, oh, yeah, let's get these classes, you know, do the work. But it's like, yeah, you got to do the work, but you also have to get yourself out there so folks can know you and what you do and going to conferences and basically extroverting yourself out there, even if you're an introvert, maybe be on your ambivert day and just learning from other people puts you at an advantage because I went to a networking event where a friend of mine, a fellow Toastmaster, he was giving one of the breakout speeches that day. And I came to support him since he was a fellow Toastmaster. We attended the same group where we were learning leadership and public speaking. And before he got up to speak, I showed up there about a good, let's say around at the start of the event, he wasn't supposed to be on till like 1145. So I was there like 8 a.m. even before breakfast even started. And there was a Toastmasters banner at one of the tables. I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then the guy who was manning the table, we eventually connected and we talked. And I eventually got a position called area director where I was overseeing five clubs in a separate part of Maryland, like outside of my regular area out of my, out of my area jurisdiction. And that leadership opportunity, leadership at a higher level, like having my own sandbox to practice leadership in a volunteer organization. So that way, when I'm doing the real things that I'm really paid for, it's like, all right, I got this wonderful experience under my belt. And that opportunity came from just being aware and connecting with other wonderful people and having that metaphorical Wi-Fi signal open to meeting great people and being open to connecting with people, even with being an introvert. Because one major thing to network and one major key is to go into an environment and listen as much as you can. Because folks love to talk, especially about themselves, especially if you remember their names, too. And if you can learn from them and hear enough from them, you may find out ways to help them out. And then they'll eventually help you out in return, because subconsciously, there's a law of reciprocity that we all have to follow. It's like if someone scratches your back, you got to scratch theirs. If someone's going to really take part of the recess period and watch your back so that we can get your stuff together during that that 20 minutes soon to be 30 minutes then you're gonna remember them when it's your time during the rotation so connection awareness connecting with wonderful people and the thumb to put it all together is habit awareness habit awareness so if there's anyone named Mitch listening to the show, I know you're happy right now because like yeah my first name's an acronym baby it's Mitch but Habit awareness, being aware of your habits. One major habit I know a lot of folks have trouble with is really sticking to a solid sleep schedule, especially myself being a caregiver, like with my father who sadly went through Alzheimer's and my mother who was a lot younger than my father. He uh, he kind of hit the lottery with the considering the last few years they had together. And it's like, oh, now she's getting up there and have to spend more time with her. And it's like, 
sleep is kind of a difficult thing because sometimes you may wake up in the middle of the night, you may hear something and you want to make sure you're taking care of them. And sometimes that can be a hard thing to do. And I was gaining a bunch of weight back then. The first time I went through the caregiving phase for my father and gained a good 55 pounds. And this is the pre coat and this is before the COVID 21 appeared. So like the lack of sleep will lead to weight gaining, being more irritable with people. So it's like, you got to find ways to really make sure you get a decent amount of sleep. Heck, they even did a study back during the great recession of 2008 through 2009 where they mentioned that $50 billion of productivity was lost because folks weren't getting enough sleep because when you're not well rested, you're not at your best. And when you're an educator and you're educating children, especially where you're going to need a whole well of patience and a whole well of edutainment, because there's also the entertaining piece of educating because you're fighting with more distracted children now more than ever than what folks had to do with 30 years ago. It's like, you got to be at your best. So finding ways to really getting a good night rest and also setting aside small little pockets of time, like having those two pockets a day. I like to tell folks is like to have a pocket of peace where it's 15 minutes of prayer, meditation, silent time. When you first get up in the morning, you get your mind right. So that way you take care of yourself before you take care of the world. And then that pocket of play where you do something fun, something you enjoy, like taking a long walk if you can, or like even playing video games. I'm still a gamer myself in my early 30s, like doing something fun. Like even if you got kids playing with your children, like fun time with your spouse, like doing something that'll get you in a playful mood. Like even listen. Like going on YouTube, looking up some stand-up comedians. Like I, I love Bill Burr. Heck, even old Rush Hour clips of Chris Tucker. Like just hearing him talk is funny. Like just those two pockets a day, like a pocket of peace and a pocket of play. So that way you can decompress just a small amount of time for the day. So that way you can be at your best. So mental awareness, being aware of your mind. Influence awareness, being aware of your environment time awareness once you're in that environment for success making sure that your attention goes to where you want success to continue to manifest then there's the connection awareness connecting with other great people because success at a higher level doesn't happen alone you got to have the drive to do it but you're going to need help from other people to get there and then the thumb to put it all together is habit awareness making sure you have good habits that will have you ready to be at your true elite performance level Mitch, y'all, Mitch, <laughs> mental influence, time, connection, and habit. That 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 sleep thing was hitting all all my toes. Um, that that thing is that thing is serious. Like it's 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 serious. Um, and like you said, we're irritable, not getting enough sleep. Man, we we're affecting the lives of some scholars so that's that's one area we really gotta we really gotta look at now i want to talk about your podcast um going north let, let, let's get into going north tell, tell us about going north and if you ain't checked out going north activators check it out uh, my pleasure, man. Going north, it's really all about embracing your dreams and helping others to embrace theirs as well, because it's about interviewing authors around the globe 
to really share their stories and help folks to realize that success is tangible. Because the youngest guest I had on the show, she was a, I believe, 13th time of the recording where she took her bullying experience and put him in a book. And funny enough, she was actually going to the same school where she was bullied. So it was kind of an inside joke for some of her classmates all the way up to a psychotherapist who's actually well respected in her field who was 80 years old, where she wrote a book from Trigger to Tranquil. And that's a pretty good book for folks to want to pick up because it's like you're you know, almost in a therapy session. Because when I was going through the book, um, I was getting thoughts of childhood and whatnot. I'm like, oh, shoot, this is th it's like I'm in a freaking therapy session here, like reading some of this. And just getting those different folks from various backgrounds across the globe to help folks realize that truly success is tangible and that it's all about authors and interviewing authors, but they have other things that they're doing. Like a 14 year old girl who went through a bullying experience, like her being able to transmute that pain into the power of a published book, even to some U S veterans who maybe dealt with PTSD and eventually became Buddhist monks to the fact where they had to find a way to survive during COVID after taking a vow of poverty, like of all things, like collecting these different stories and sharing them with others. So that way folks can be inspired to really do their work and embrace their dreams. Heck, even one listener, I always like to shout out probably, probably the biggest fan of the show, Stanley McCluskey. He actually was a, veteran in the u.s army and he kept on learning from me and other toastmasters and he went to an event where folks kept asking him, hey stan where's your book stan where's your book and after a while he was like oh man i guess i gotta write a book and then he was actually one of the folks that helped me to launch my second book stay the course to lead performers seven secret keys to sustainable success and one of the prizes for being a part of the launch team i was going to give him a shout out on the show and i mentioned hey this is like i love stan mccloskey he's a good dude like i'm looking forward to him writing his book so he can be on the show and he's like ah darn now it's like oh man i really got to do it and what made it even more real for him is that the title of that episode was escape average go for big and it was actually another veteran who was behind that one because he mentioned that if you haven't failed in the past six months you haven't really lived at all because failure and success go together you can't really succeed without having failure and if you don't have success you don't know what failure looks like and if you don't have failure you don't know what success looks like so he was like let me get myself going here and he eventually got his first ever book divorce is worse than death out there telling the story about his parents going through their divorce and how in their late years their elderly years before they passed away how they both had regrets of divorcing amicably it's like even though it was an amicable divorce they still regretted it because they missed each other and he was able to get that book out there because he had the right catalyst collection of people to really get themselves out there and that's what the podcast is all about it's about inspiring listeners to eventually become authors themselves because everybody has a story to share and you should definitely get it out there and a book is a way if you want to go that route to really join the metaphorical business of immortality because you're leaving your stories your words your wisdom your level of thought a piece of yourself that'll be here on earth long after you're gone and you can even start a business because of it you can even start a podcast because of it. that's what happened with me. And you can start a whole separate career from it. 
And I could even go to that pocket of play where it's like, all right, let me play with words. Like there's this great novel I wanted to write. Like, hey, I'm probably teaching all these children English. And it's like, man, I'm an English teacher. Let me go on ahead and actually write a novel, get myself out there, maybe write under a pen name, have a side hustle so I can have some wonderful side hustle money during the summer where <laughs> we're having a break from the metaphorical child, like really getting yourself out there and really tapping into your talents, your passions, your desires, and making them really come to life and realize that, hey, if a 14-year-old could publish a book, if an 80-year-old could still publish their work and still be at the top of their game, what's stopping me? from being the best that I can be and putting my work out there and living the best life that I can live on earth. Got it. Got it. Got to put yourself out there. I had a final question, but I'm going to scratch that question because it's, it's all relevant um, because educators got a lot of things deep down. And we got a lot of teachers that I believe have some books within them and some things that they could do that would bring them more gratification, more money on the side, just more, more everything. And you, you mentioned conferences. Outside of your, your I call it your bread and butter, because we all got that one main job that, I call it your, your, your main W-2. Outside of, <laughs> yeah, your, your, your main W-2. Outside of that, what has been like between conferences, your connection with Toastmasters, what's one thing that you've done or one connection or type of connection that you made that you think was the catalyst for other things taking off? I'd have to say hiring a coach, definitely. Back in 2015, I was a little skeptical at first because I'm like, what the heck is a coach? And it's like, this guy's cool and all. He's like two years older than me. I'm like, hey, he's cool, dude. He's wrote a book about the things I was reading. I'm like, ah, he seems all right. And then he helped me to think bigger because at the time I was like, oh, yeah, I think I'll get promoted and become a supervisor at my job. You know, I think that'll be a good goal. And then we were like sitting at the national Harbor and there was like rocks, like in front of the bench we were sitting on. And he was with his girlfriend at the time. He just picked up a pedal, a pebble, threw it at the rock and said, Hey, you're thinking small, like that pebble. You should be thinking like that boulder. And I'm like, wow, that's like truly magical thinking. So that eventually, I eventually got that promotion, full-time promotion I was looking for. And I didn't taste managing because <laughs> I got that volunteer experience at Toastmasters to help me to realize, you know what? I could manage people, but I'd rather not manage folks here at this level and get paid that level of money for because it's like you, you got to deal with your own problems and everybody else's problems. So it's like, let, like I gained that level of software. It's like I, management's not for me right now. And eventually writing books, like giving talks, like going around the country, giving talks and speeches and writing books and publishing books and starting a podcast that's soon to be 700 episodes deep after almost six years of continuously putting out content. Like, like, I, gotta, I gotta clap you up on that one. Oh my. You, you, you where I'm trying to get to that many episodes. I gotta clap you up, brother. Hey, I appreciate it. And yeah, just really coaching. Like, find a, find a good mentor. Heck, even better yet, if you can find a sponsor too, like somebody's really 
willing to go to bat for you and rooms where you're not always going to be at <laughs> funny enough that's kind of like a book a book can go where you can't go to someone said hey i could argue my point <laughs> by having them read this book as opposed to be arguing with them like a, a sponsor or a mentor or a coach that can advocate for you like someone that can get your thinking to another level and then applying the lessons and actually doing them because that helped me to have a quantum leap so if you want a quantum leap find a good coach i'd say preferably by referral to be honest and really just doing some seeing what others have said see if you can find anything online about them seeing if it's anything but yeah definitely like hiring a coach that really helped me to have a quantum leap activators Y'all heard a lot from Dom. I'm bringing him back for another episode one day because we got to finish this conversation. But for the activators that's listening as educators, don't get stuck in a rut. Sometimes we're thinking like the rock when we should be thinking like that boulder. I like that. Dom, I'm stealing that. I'm using that. I got to use that. That's what us educators are about. We hear something that like really magnifies a point we gotta we gotta we gotta steal we gotta adopt we gotta adapt we gotta do all that but this has been a all-star episode dom thanks for joining me my brother my friend hey check out his work going north check out the podcast check out some of his work google him dom before we go Give them however the folks can reach you or look you up your work. If you're on Twitter, Facebook, however, your business page, however, just the, the best way to find out more about your work. Yes, I did. On the Squad Builder Podcast, building up that squad base. And for those who want to in contact with me just head over to dombrightman.com everything dom is there on dombrightman.com and there's also a gift for those who a newsletter called the 21 lessons learned from <laughs> podcasting because it i think we i think we experienced a little technical difficulties let's get my Get my man Dom back up. I know this has happened to me, but if you ain't hear him, he said head over to DomBrightman.com for to find out some more information on his work and let's connect. Dom, I think we lost you for a minute. Um, the connection went a little, I didn't know if it was on my end, but you want to shout out your, your website and everything again? Ah, sure thing. Gotta love technology when it doesn't work. Right? <laughs> no, that, that's all day long. And that's that's how we rock in the schools. You know, that's how we do. Something go down, we got to keep on going. Because kids, y'all ain't escaping this work today. You ain't escaping. R run. Teachers are like, run me my ELA work. Run me my bath work. I don't care if the smart boy went down. You gonna run me my work. <laughs> <laughs> We going old school, baby. Yeah, we going old school. Run me, run me. What's mine? You gonna get this done today? 
Oh man, but yeah, DomBreitman.com, everything Dom is there. Subscribe <laughs> for the newsletter, the monthly newsletter. You'll get a free gift, an ebook on how to start, grow, and manage a successful podcast of your own, all on DomBreitman.com. Alrighty, activators, until next time, let's activate, motivate, and squad up. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.